This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good evening, this is Shai Gutman with the Nukuda podcast, Parshas Vayechi. This is the final Parsha of Sefer Breshis, which is really uh, talking about the end of an era. This is the end of the Tekufa, the era of the <clears throat> Ovis. It's going from Bria's Oilam, the creation of the world, all the way up till the death of uh, Yaakov and his sons, the Shvotim, and setting the uh, stage for what's going to come in Sefer Shemois, which is the <clears throat> the uh, enslavement of the Jewish people in Egypt. Uh, and the subsequent coming out from there and getting the getting uh, the Torah, Luchas. So all of this is uh, going to be happening, happening starting next week. But this week, we are finishing up with a very, very long, significant era in the history of the Jewish people. Um, although there aren't too many laws specifically transmitted during this Sefer, there is a great deal of uh, foundation laid <clears throat> in the person of the office themselves, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, founders of the Jewish people, and uh, who Hashem chose to um, actually promise to them that they are descendants would inherit the land of, of Eretz Yisrael, obviously in a very, very special relationship with them. And uh, the question is, why? What was so special about them? And that's really what I'd like to uh, delve into a little bit this week. We know that the uh, Shema Esri, the major tefillah of uh, all of our tefillahs, Rav are characterized by the Shema Esri, and the Shema Esri begins with the... Um, <clears throat> First bracha, which mentions specifically all of those of us, and what they um, mean to the Jewish people. So basically, um, this concept that uh, I mean, why do, are these three uh, sages, you know, patriarchs, uh, enumerated in that first blessing and and with Mogen Avram? And, of course, they're mentioned very often during the Tillis. And one would think that, you know, they were historical figures, but what part did they play in our daily life, so to speak? What is, um, what is their uh, part in, in, you know, first of all, the relationship of Hashem with Klaalisol? And I, I wanted to kind of center on one central concept, which I think is not so well understood um, I think it's, it bears uh, a little elaboration. Um, and it's really, I think, reflected very much in the words Vayechi Yaakov. That we, we speak about we speak about all of the others in these terms, about Shnei uh, also years of the life of Sora, and we talked about that. And, and now we have a similar idea with Vayechi Yaakov. And this idea of we're talking about a person's death in terms of their life, specifically at the times when they're dying, when we say they live. So what, what, what do we learn from this? What, what are we supposed to understand from this? 
Um, I think it comes down a lot to understanding what the concept of living is, and how life and death relate to each other, uh, and what is, and in a broader sense, what is the difference between our lives before Mashiach and after Mashiach? You know, what's the word, world to come, so to speak? What is that talking about? What's, what's the difference between this world and the world to come? And even you could talk about the world that preceded it. Before Bishoilam, there was a, there was a, uh, Kabbalah tells us that there was a whole uh, period, even before the actual act of Bishoilam, my Sabratius, when Hashem, you know, said by Yor, even before that, there was a whole background going on. So basically, what we're talking about is that life itself, what is life for? What's the point of life? What was the point of creating man, and specifically the Jewish people? Uh, what are we here to accomplish? So again, the Siddha Kapola, and specifically um, it's uh, elaborated uh, in this Parsha, in the Zoya, the concept that we are here for the sake of a Tzorach um, Gevoya, that Hashem needs us for something. What does Hashem need us to do? He needs us to publicize his presence in the world. Because since he chose to create man with free choice, he had to create a space which it was possible to deny him, to actually act or think as if he, is, he doesn't exist, and therefore giving us the choice whether to follow his instructions and do what he's telling us to do or not. Uh, some things, of course, are ob- seem to be obvious today. You know, virtually nothing is obvious. Everything seems to be questioned and, and uh, taken apart, uh, even the most seemingly obvious things. But uh, there's a lot of things that are pretty obvious of how we should behave and uh, other things that um, seem to be rather arbitrary. I mean, we don't even understand the reason for us on giving us certain answers. But in any case, we are instu- instructed to do certain things that Hashem wants us to do and our fulfilling his commands, his, his instructions, shows that we follow him, that we believe he exists, and we believe that it's our uh, duty and our, our uh, responsibility uh, that we've taken on the covenant to actually follow him, to listen to him, and do what he tells us to do. Um, that is what, probably the main way that we show that we really do believe in Hashem, because, you know, why should we listen to him? If we don't believe him, of course, there are people that do it just because they're worried about what other people are going to think or, you know, they don't want to rock the boat or whatever it is. But basically, the concept of having a a people that adheres to a specific law is because they believe that that law has validity and therefore that the one who gave it knows what he's doing and that there is a plan behind it. Um, So because we have choice, therefore, we have a responsibility to use out that choice in the right way. The fact that Hashem gave us the choice doesn't mean he wants us to choose the wrong thing, obviously. He wants us to choose out of our own free will to choose to follow him and not to go in the opposite direction. So the degree to which we are able to show that Hashem is in the world and that he's a real force in the world and he is a determining factor in the world, he didn't simply put us here and then go away somewhere and, and, and leave us behind, uh, that he's actually uh, 
intervening in our lives. He's, he is an interest in our lives. He is uh, uh, concerned with everything we do in our lives. Because of that, when we, again, when we make that obvious through our actions, through our attitudes and our actions and our behavior and even our emotions and, and beliefs, uh, it becomes to everyone around us that uh, there is something here, that there really is a presence of, of uh, a creator that, again, cares what we do, has given us instructions, and is involved in our lives. In our lives. If that is our purpose in life itself, that recognition and the idea that, that Abramovini discovered Hashem, and he was the one who, who, um, uh, who again, publicized Hashem's presence in the world after he'd been pretty much forgotten, um, and if, 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 if that, it, it, it comes out that this is the foundation of life itself. To the extent that we're able to do that, that is the extent to which we are actually accessing what life is. And the tzaddikim have been able to uh, uh, publicize Hashem's Existence, sometimes presence, not only through their lives, but also through their deaths. I just saw, heard a story today about the uh, one of the descendants of the uh, what is it? One of the four uh, the, the uh, ancestors of the Baba Sali, uh, um, I don't know if it was, it was an uncle. It was an uncle, um, a great uncle, that sacrificed his life for the community. He said he was he was prepared to uh, give his life for for uh, Hashem because uh, there was a gzera against the Eden, a decree, and he was out to destroy to to uh, end that decree. And by he actually demonstrably uh, demonstrably uh, gave his life for the uh, towards towards the uh, uh, nullifying of that decree, and it actually did happen because the the Goy recognized that that was what he was doing. And um, and it, it, he sacrifices Hashem's name, Hashem's name, by giving his own life. So obviously, he was definitely uh, uh, demonstrating Hashem's existence in the world in a very powerful way. So death can also be used for that purpose. And there's even an explanation. I saw that um, death itself is a Kiddush Hashem, because without death, if man was immortal, he would have the illusion that he was indeed uh, in charge of his own destiny, much like the, uh, the people of the times of the, the uh, Migdal Bovel, the Tower of Babel, when it, uh, they, they also were seeking some type of, type of immortality um, and, and in, in, an invincible uh, quality which would allow them to compete with Hashem himself. And that also is again a challenge to Hashem's uh, uh, control and, and uh, mastery of the world and our subordinates to him. So all of these things that build up man to the expense of God obviously is again an, uh, a uh, contradiction to that purpose of life, which is to serve Hashem. So what I want to say is, that, uh, let's go a step further with this. We talk a lot about the idea of um, the tikkun, 
every person has a, has a tick, and there's an idea of that we have to bring the world out of this state of gullis, a state of, of, of exile, and, and all the negative things going on in the world. So it always seems like we're in the minus, and we're always trying to catch up and make this ticken so that at least we can get to a point where we start to do something positive. But when we see that the major way to make Hashem obvious in the world is, show, is to show that the world which he created is based on something which is really an amazing, wonderful vision. And in and, and that, that vision is based on, if we, again, going back to Kabbalah, the way that the entire world is structured, it's based on midas. It's based on qualities. When people exemplify these qualities, when they, they embody these qualities and they, they act according in, 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 in a way that everybody can, can see these qualities at work, we see that we get a glimpse of what the world can be if everybody is working to their best, meaning not just enough to get by, not just to be yotzi, as we say, to fulfill our responsibilities, but to actually make the world an amazing place by being, by, by, by utilizing and, and maximizing and activating these qualities that we've been created with, which are the meters themselves. So you've got, you know, from, uh, you know uh, representing chesed, you know, love and, and goodness, kindness. You've got uh, Yitzhak um, representing gvura, uh, the idea of strength and uh, power and, and uh, resolution. And then you've got uh, Yaakov Vini, which is the, uh, the synthesis of the two, representing kindness and, and the idea of, of rachmim, of, of compassion and uh, truth. So they, all, they, they both come together and are, be, are completed to some extent through Yaakov Vini himself. And that's why the three of them really stand together as a unit. So the idea, the idea is that they were working on a level where death was not a, a necessary part of, of life in order to, like for the rest of us, most of us, uh, the idea is that, that we need death in order for this ticken to be able to have a reset so that we can get rid of the, the, the filth of the nachash and all these things, all these things that, that, that resulted from the uh, chet the, etzadas. Uh, the sin of, 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 of Horishim, they were beyond that. They were they were working towards, of course, towards towards the correction of that all that that uh, those problems. But they were on the level where they were as if the, that that had never happened. In other words, they were already working in such a positive way that oh, that it wasn't necessary. Just they weren't just living in order to correct things and, and to fix all the problems. They were there to actually show what the world is really there for and how we will be behaving when we don't have the hard to worry about, when we are working the way we're supposed to be and the world will be going forever uh, on, on the basis of, of the real qualities that we're supposed to exhibit. So when we think of what we've inherited from our, from our forefathers and what we're expected to work on to exemplify and to show what the world again can be like, as opposed to just correcting all the problems and all these things will be done wrong, but to really, you know, to, to, to represent a world where we're not doing things wrong and where we're, working, we're living in what we're supposed to be, what is, is the beauty of that? What, what would the world look like if everybody was not just not doing the wrong thing, but actually doing, you know, even more 
than they're supposed to do or more than anyone could expect them to do because they're actually being the best possible person they could possibly be. So when we talk about the, the, the concept of Vayechi, that we're talking about life here, what it means to really live and what a, a real life is supposed to look like and, and, and how that could be an inspiration for us in our own lives, that's the kind of way that we're, that we're meant to look at the uh, the lives of, of, of the others. And when we go now into the Gullis and its rhyme and see what how that was totally uh, we see really the opposites in terms of the kinds of behavior that was going on with the Eden and Mitzrayim and all the pressures, the goals and everything else. But, but there was a lot of things going on that, uh, that should not have been going on. And it's, it's, it's unfortunately, you know, this is the cycle that we keep going through throughout history that we have these leaders that are on such a high level, but that we as, as a people have a very hard time holding up to that kind of standard. But they are there as the examples. They're there to show us what it could be like and, and how, and that we actually have inherited those qualities and we have those qualities within us. It's just a matter of our being able to act, to maximize those and to show them towards other people in such a way that the world can, can actually uh, uh, evolve into a much, into the type of place that it was supposed to be to begin with. So that's uh, basically what I wanted to get, get uh, over today, and I hope that that was of some um of some help.